Talking Philly sports. It's been a month. Yeah, well, it's summertime. You it's know? summer. We, yeah, it's a, it's a vet alumni summer hiatus. Exactly. But exactly. Hey, we're here. We got fresh haircuts. Yes, we, we're back. We're back. Uh, so since it's the all-star break, which it is. Great time of year. Uh, for you. This is, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm miserable. Are you, when are you not miserable? Uh, you're right about that. Uh, well, <laughs> come September, I think... It will lighten. Well, anytime football comes back around, the the moods are going to change fast. And even NBA. I mean, give give me something else. I mean, the the Phillies, we'll talk. We'll talk Phillies. All right. Uh, But since it's the All Star break, let's kick it off with some Sixers. All right. Uh, James Harden, uh, did you hear this, Prem? Did you hear what he said? Uh, He said he told Daryl Morey to sign whoever he needs to sign, and he'll take whatever money is left over. Give me what's left. (laughs) Yo, I'll, I'll tell you this. Here's the thing, and I was explaining this to an avid basketball fan last week. James Harden, when you look at historically NBA history, his scoring prowess is hard to deny. I mean, he's probably a top ten all time scoring prowess. Yeah. He has more forty point or it's like a hundred something forty point games or something like. Yeah, just a ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Like, and I mean, just the the scoring ability. What he's missing is a ring, so he knows that. He knows. And he it. knows that he's only probably still going to get his ticket to the Hall of Fame punched if he wins a ring. Yeah, he's being judged heavily by that, pretty much. Yeah. At least he's judging himself. Do you think? Here, here's the question: Do you think James Harden is a Hall of Fame player if he does not win a championship? <sighs> That's a tough one. And the writers would say the same thing. So, but it's if you ha- but one, he has if he has a chip, he's the first ballot. Yeah. Yeah, he's there a Hall of Famer. There you go. So knowing that, he's thinking he, he kno- might already be a Hall of Famer. And Famous. he knows that, though. Because look at who they let in. They, the NBA Hall of Fame is so weak. Yeah, it's they all let, a sham, they isn't let, it? They let ridiculous people in. It's they all really a sham. do. Is Will Ferrell in there yet? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was. <laughs> um, do you actually think James Harden can return to the old James Harden? Mm, I think he could return to a point of performance that is somewhere in between a lot of hinges on old, old James Harden say is a 10 right and last year okay. say he was say he was a six last year as James Harden mm-hmm. goes yeah okay. all right maybe he can get to an eight and if you give me James Harden eight out of ten then that's better than we had last year which he was still really good in some games last year he had some really amazing games he had a lot of I triple doubles last year I believe he had a lot of games where he was close to he, triple he doubles. averaged a double double and close to a triple double. yeah and he had some performances in the playoffs that single-handedly won playoff games on both series yeah but he also really disappointed in the playoffs at the yeah. same time he had some yeah. he had some all right performances but when it really you're right I don't know he, like, it's tough it's tough I think that I think that he's capable if he really dedicates himself to training and and getting team, back to the right type of physical shape, yeah. then mentally is going to follow from that. This team, as is, is going to hinge on a couple things. Really three things. It's going to hinge on James Harden being James Harden, the old James Harden that everybody wanted. It's Joel gonna, first, though. Joel's We know health. that. We know that. That's the key to everything. And, and we want to see further development in Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese is a guy that I think is going to take yet another big step forward. He's going to have to. I mean, it it comes down to that. 
because yeah. this team has is honestly just adding PJ Tucker and uh, DeAnthony Melton. I mean, if you think you're a legit contender, just adding those pieces, I'm. It's it's delusional thinking. No, it it's is. Delu- they, they it's got, a second round exit waiting to happen. They got slightly better, not much. Uh, they improved their bench, sure. Yeah, a little bit. That's but, really all. But they if did. you, but I, I certainly. Don't think this team is a improved bench away from winning a championship. No. Uh, the problem is you have a guy named Tobias Harris making LeBron, and, LeBron James money. Right. And by the way, Tobias had one of his best years, especially with us last year. He finally kind of rounded into his role. He had, a, he had a stretch. He had a stretch where he was a really, really good player. And he was the only guy, really, that showed up in the playoffs. He was very consistent in the playoffs. Um, but yes, unfortunately, you have to replace him. You have to replace he's not, him. He's not your third piece. Like He's just not the guy no. you want or need next to Embiid and Harden. You need someone that's very dynamic next to Embiid and Harden. They haven't moved the needle at all this offseason in making that happen. They need a dynamic shooter that can also rebound. Okay, now, with that said, you said that. Would you trade Tyrese Maxey to get one of these guys? Tyrese Maxey can't. He's, he's untradeable. But would you trade him to get one of these guys? Oh, here we you go. ready? With the hypotheticals. Kevin Durant. Well, come on, bro. Duh. Let's... So you do trade. Yeah, so, but... so, so wait a minute. <laughs> <But> then... <laughs> so all of a sudden, Tyrese Maxey is no That's longer it. untouchable. He's, un- well, he's not untradeable anymore. Be realistic. We're talking about dealing in reality. In reality, okay. that would be Tyrese Maxey plus enough first-round picks where the Sixers wouldn't have a first-round pick until 2041. <laughs> well, that- Yes. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So give me a name that makes a little more sense. Donovan Mitchell. In a deal that gets you Donovan Mitchell, yes, I would do that. You would do it? Yes. Because if you I put am Donovan, hesitant to do it, but you, I no, probably would do it. If you put a guy like Donovan Mitchell next to uh, uh, an improved, well, supposedly going to be improved Harden, a healthy Joel Embiid, and an improved bench, I could see how you might be able to win a second round playoff match. What do you think of this starting lineup, hypothetically speaking? Joel Embiid, P.J. Tucker, Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey, if you could keep Maxey. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Right. Now, if you had to get rid of Maxey and you had to move in De'Anthony Melton into the starting lineup, would you do it? No, I'd probably find an alternative for that. Well, I don't know that there is you one. Think Anth- you think he's a Melton's a starter? I do not. Okay, right. But he was a fringe guy in Memphis. so We always get these fringe guys. I, listen. They think, when I say they, it's the organization and it's the delusional Sixers fans. You know, the same fans that, like, the same kind of fans that are like the Flyers fans. The totally delusional fans that say, well, if Couturier's healthy, da, 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 they could be good. Yeah. This ridiculous method of thinking. There hockey? are Sixers fans. Yeah, forget about hockey. I, by the way, I'm going to make the announcement now. <laughs> I am now a three-for-four guy. I am out on the Flyers indefinitely. He's off the wagon as a Forget fan. about Yes. I'm out on the Flyers as a fan. I will not watch them. They're not even going to be put on when nothing else is on. I'm not even putting them on in the background. Well, we're not going to have Al Morganti on again then. Well, I love Al. I love Al. He's the not, legend. He's not going to love you. He's not going to love you. The Hall of Famer Al Morganti. Well, look. look the, the Flyers fans need to stay away. Get out of Wells Fargo. Stay away. All right, stop, that's enough. Stop it with this team. All right. Uh, but I, I, I say that to say with the Sixers, the delusional Sixers fans that think adding DeAnthony Melton and B.J. Tucker makes us a championship contender, well, as that's, is. That's not true. With just like how they say, well, if Couturier comes back, well, if Harden comes back as old Harden. Well, listen, 
I, the, the, the fact is, Harden probably is not going to come back you and have, be you old You have to Harden. build yourself to beat Boston, really, at this point. And, so and, you, and, and by the way, it hurts because the Sixers, I don't know that they weren't as good as Boston. And Boston went to game, game what, six in the finals? Doesn't it kill you that we could have easily just drafted Jason Tatum? It it burns me every time I I hear the name and see the well, name. Well, would and the Celtics have taken him at number one? Uh, they could have just taken him at number one if they stayed there. Actually. Yeah, they exactly. Could have, they could have just been taking him anyway. They were just trying to fleece us because they left. They went. To, they went from <laughs> one to three, right? Yeah, we did. Exactly. What a terrible trade. What about Kyrie Irving? Would you trade Tyrese Maxey for Kyrie Irving? <sighs> Kyrie's almost thirty, right? Tyrese's twenty-two. Yeah. Tyrese's ceiling probably isn't Kyrie Irving's ceiling, but his ceiling isn't that much below Kyrie's ceiling. My problem with Donovan Mitchell, by so the way. So I don't think I would because of the age difference. Okay. That makes sense. As I don't GM, know that I would either. As a GM. Plus, you know, Kyrie, he's an idiot. I don't know that I would. I don't, I don't know that I want that guy. He's a little bit of a loopy character. But, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he can play two-way basketball. Donovan Mitchell... Sucks as a defender because he because he hustles. Well, Donovan Mitchell is just a pure offensive, just straight up scorer. He's man. a scorer. That's what we need though, because you I already have you already have Joe and Harden can just distribute and he can become the scorer if he needs to be. But I'm trying to think of what the who are you going to double? Would be. You know who are you going to double though? Right? You, who do you double? You you got to pick your poison, and then I we're guess. just picking you apart. I, well, it all depends on who. You, see, here's the thing: they're not I'm, getting Donovan Mitchell, bro. Stop getting me excited. But if they did, right? You'd you'd have to part with Maxi. Obviously, and, and Harris would be gone. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, so you're looking at PJ Tucker, who I actually PJ Tucker was a starter for a playoff team all year last year. Who's going to take Ferk for? Ferk, I put Ferk on. Him, oh, man. he can. Let me tell you, he yeah, can package go. him. But yeah, a little extra value. A little extra value to a deal. Correct. So I look at it like the starting five. If you had Harden and and Mitchell as your guards, right? You got you got. Tucker and Embiid as your bigs. Well, now you who who who's the guy? Is it Thibel or is it the Anthony Melton? That's you, because the Anthony Melton is is really replacing Danny Green, who was a True. starter. But is is Melton's field goal percentage anything close to Danny Green's? No, no, right. so, of course not. So you're taking a step back. You're taking a step back, technically. Yeah, I mean, even with Thibel, there was, it gives you zero well, Thibel, offensively. Thibel, I really was, like a lot of us were excited about. Super we, we high first on him. came out, yeah, came out in the draft, but now he kind of plateaued. Oh, yeah. But he's he's like on the wrong trend side of the plateau now. Oh, a thousand percent. And when you, you feel that when you watch him play. And he's almost worth nothing. I mean, yeah. you can't even trade him. You can, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's untradeable. He, <laughs> only way he would have been valued to anybody is if his three-point percentage would have improved by, like, three to five points. Yeah. But I think it went the wrong direction. It probably did. I'm pretty sure it did. And and, and by the way, back to Kyrie Irving for a second. Uh, he He's, like, adamant about going to the Lakers. Well, the Lakers. So, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James had this conference call where they were going to get on the same page, and apparently it was a kumbaya Really? And, and they, yeah. and they're like, I did not hear this. And they're rededicated to... <laughs> oh, they're rededicated! To Lakerland. Wait, who else is on the squad? The Lakers... Well, you got I... Anthony Davis, right? 
Yeah, but is it, he's trade bait at this point, isn't he? I think they're going to move him. Wasn't at some he? Point. Didn't he suffer a serious injury? I think he did. Listen, you you might be right. He might come back and be the player he was. Uh, he's he's a monster in his he prime, is. but he's he's, he's approaching the downside of his prime, though. I think now. Yeah, it feels that way. I mean, it's been like two seasons since he was really like lighting the court up. Yeah, it has been. He, he, he was, yeah, I guess, it was because he was hurt. But so, he was wow, so Ky- last Kyrie year. wants to get in on the Russell Westbrook and LeBron James kumbaya party. Well, he wants to be in L.A. He bought a mansion in L.A. He wants to live in L.A. That's where he wants to be. The Nets, see, the Nets are in a very, very interesting opportunity. They have a very interesting opportunity in front of them. Teams that want Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, these teams, you can literally almost complete a rebuild. Not overnight, but damn close. But Ben Simmons is screwing them because Ben <laughs> Ben is one of these players, right? Benny boy from the this year that that of these players that were drafted or something. You can't like they can't trade for Bam Adebayo because of Ben. They can't trade for Donovan Mitchell because of Ben. There's guys that they can't trade for. Meanwhile, because right of now, ben. right now he's on some random island beach in his little his in his orange capri. Oh, he's living in it his up. orange capri pants with with his with his uh, his little NFTs. He's the biggest disgrace. Maybe in professional sports, and it's it, really bad. It's and, it's it's to that level. And I will say that the King Howard Eskin on this show, yeah, said this exact he, thing he would right. happen. Yeah, and he was well in advance of and all he's, turmoil. He's kind of getting on that about Embiid that this team won't win a championship with uh, Joel Embiid. Nah, that's not what the city needs, though. Because I know. I, I feel, believe I me. Still I know. Feel, I feel like they could, though. But the King is almost never wrong. By the way, this is, ter- <laughs> this is terrible development. It's a terrible terrible development. <laughs> All right, enough sixes. It's it's enough already. Let's go around the base. Yeah, you know what time it is. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. It's time to go around the bases on the Vet Alumni Podcast. Oh my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. I know where you stand. So I'll get this off my chest and then I'll give you the floor. Well, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. You, you, you take the you take the whole <laughs> you take charge of the courtroom just off the jump. Let well, me just say this. I'm going to give you a little blurb and then you can spit your uh, your, uh, your right. dialogue. All right, okay. Your, your prepared monologue. Okay. Okay. All right. It's the All Star break. It is the season ended right now. The Philadelphia Phillies are in the postseason. Here we go. Go ahead. Here we go. Now continue. Your turn. That's all, all right. I got. If the season ended right now, we are in the playoffs. I get it. And they're doing it without the best player in the National League. Well, I, arguably, of course. Listen, you'll get no argument from me, but but at the same time... No, you're about to give me the argument. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am, actually. Because, you know, listen, uh, I've heard at nauseum about how the previous Phillies would have gone to Miami and lost that series. Or... They oh, would it's, have, it's true. They would have wet the bed. But it's true. You know I, that's true. I get it. But this year's squad, especially after four straight L's, you lost yeah. four straight. It's baseball, man. I fully expected a sweep in Miami. Fully expected. And if it didn't happen, I would be telling you how 
This team is is a pathetic team that is not a playoff. Well, they're team. working through a lot of really serious injuries, and here's the scary thing for this team: it's scary for the for the league. Gene Segura and Bryce Harper are going to come back. But every, every team's dealing with but injuries. You gotta look it ain't at, just us. But you got to look at the, who's been contributing for these wins. Their games have been won solely because of Bryce and Stott, Garrett Stubbs, Alec Bone, Alec Bone, Matt Veerling. Alec Bone, what, didn't he win both those games in St. Louis? He did. That's what I'm saying. So the, this is just a different feel to this team now. They're, they're getting more of an identity as a club that is understanding how to close out games, whereas early in the season they were really struggling to close them out, but they were they were leading a lot of them. But they weren't closing them out, and the bullpen has gotten significantly better. Sure, they've still blown a few in this stretch, but over the last, like, you know, 40 or so games, 40 to 50 games, the, the bullpen has really come around where they're, they're right. more consistent. Except for Familia. Familia is terrible. Uh, they, I mean, he is, he is the worst. Maybe they can worst. package him at the deadline because they got to get I, some. I, they got to get an arm at the deadline. I, I don't even know if you can give him away. You can wave if, him. I don't even know that he'd get picked if up. If they get an arm at the deadline, like a legitimate arm for well, the Well, that's what it comes to. See, that's where I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting to here is do I believe that the Phillies right now, as they are, can make the playoffs? Sure. Do I think they will? No. And and part of my reasoning, the main part really, is that they need a starting pitcher. I mean, someone like, for instance, Martin Perez from the Rangers, right? Yeah. He's got a, yeah. an ERA under three. I mean, he's 31 years old. Still he's still a good addition. He's in a final year it's of like, his it's contract. It's like a Kyle Gibson trade. It's like the Kyle Gibson trade. Right. He signed a one-year deal, so this is it. Yeah. You'd be getting him for this year. Right. It's sort of like a 31-year-old rental who's who has an under three ERA. So he's, he's, and there, he's having a good year. And there's other options that are similar to that. He seems like a guy that they would target. And I think that they should. You know, I just... You can't start Bailey Falter and win games. It's just yeah. not going to happen. But you know, the, the the bullpen game is becoming much more frequent around the league, and it, especially with the Phillies, it seems like we have in one in one starting cycle. It seems like we have two bullpen. But games. But you, you see it a lot, and I think I think there's a few reasons why, and I I agree with you though. But Falter actually in a few of those pitched really good. For like four innings. I get it. For like four as a reliever to start the game for like three or four innings, you're locking the zero, 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 zero. He did that a couple times. I he get also it. got rung up a couple times. Yes, too. he did. So I hear where you're coming and from. Same with Bellotti, who did the same thing. He's he's pitched well Bilotti's and then he's good, gotten though. rung up. Bellotti, though, I li- I like him out the pen. I, I think like that him. he's a good compliment to our top guys that have really improved overall. I mean, Dominguez worked out of a serious jam the other day. Now here's the B part to the pitching, the needing a starting pitcher. I don't know that you have enough to get one because uh, the guys that I think that you would have to trade, I don't want to trade. Well, because Reese Hoskins, you don't want to trade him now. I He's one that I would. I would trade yeah. two guys. The two Reece guys I would really, trade. He's having a really good season. Yes, he's up and down, but I would I would trade two guys. None of the prospects and none of the young guys who I would trade is Derek Hall or Reese Hoskins. I would definitely trade Gene Segura as well because you could find I an infielder. I, are you going to be able to trade Gene Segura? Yeah, he still has a lot of value. He's going to be fine. He's coming back for that injury. Well, maybe I trade. He's one of your best hitters. He is, but I'm saying that's why that's why it gives you juice to get an arm. You know what I mean? 
his track record as a player. It's just unfortunately you got to part with someone in a trade. Sometimes you don't want to really part with, but you can afford to. And they have enough youth at the infield and in the infield coming up, like Munoz. Even this kid's hitting home runs out here. This young kid, Munoz. Well, he, he, I know. I, 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 you know what? I'm not mad at Munoz. So you, what right? I'm saying is, you have a little bit of depth to work with with Stott as well. Um, I do believe with some of these young guys that you got, and you could roll with some of those guys, man. I, I don't want to trade some of these prospects either. The, the painter kid and the, no. the catcher that's you got, down you got, there. You gotta I don't want to get rid kid, of guys. You got to let the painter kid come up. Yeah, I don't want to trade that th- the three of the top 100 prospects. I don't want to no. trade those three. They're untouchable, and I don't really want to trade Bohm or Stott. So there's five guys right there that I don't want to move on. Right. But if I had to, I'd move on Hoskins if I ha- if I can get, you know, a, a, a Gibson-level pitcher. And, you know, if I had to, Derek Hall. Here's I think one Derek for Hall you. has been showcased. Here's one for you. Castellanos packaged in a deal. Nick Castellanos is a double play machine. <laughs> He's, I mean, I've what a horrendous sign. It's like Carlos Santana hey, listen, all over again. He's still hitting above two fifty. His power, I don't know how. his power numbers are down though, man. Uh, it, the guy doesn't it, even it, have ten home runs yet. Here's something I, I heard Ben Davis say recently, and you know he might be right. You know, if you can get any kind of production, power production. Out of Nick Castellanos in this second half, it's like it's like you made a move. It's like adding a player. It's like you're adding a player. Yeah, it's a great point. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's 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 so true. Nick Castellanos is going to hit 20 home runs in the second half. I, he better. He better because if he doesn't, they paid him a lot of dough. It's I'm telling you, I. It's a horrendous signing. Today, it's a horrendous Here, here's, signing. Here's what I didn't realize. Can't that blame I, it on Dombrowski, though. He thought he was getting the MVP runner-up. Well, that, here, that leads me to my point. I'm glad you said that. How many times in baseball history you see an MVP type of season out of a player? And then the following year. The following year, year what here. do they do? Yeah, but you know, this guy Castellanos. It happens a lot, though. This guy Castellanos has been. He's been the, so consistent. He's been the model of consistency. The, this his, guy has never had a down he was, year. He was tearing it up in the American League, then tearing it up in the National League. Right. Consistently for like eight years. He has not had a down year. This, this dude, guy. he's a machine. I know. He's here to hit baseballs. Hey, Tech, he ain't hitting baseballs. No. And it's and, and it's disturbing. It's disturbing to watch in a two out situation with men on him ground out. Ugh. It's so disheartening. The, the ground out double play is almost uh, a double play. I'll tell you what. <laughs> in in a game where it's late late innings and you're trailing, that's equivalent to a pick six when your team is trying to come back in football. Yes. JT, by the way, was the double play machine. Castellanos has taken him off the mantle as the double play machine. Well, JT, on this team. JT has actually turned it on heading well, into the break. Well, he caught some bad press, and nah, now, you know what? He turned and now it, he, he flipped the switch. Yeah, and against <laughs> his former team too. That's that's a, that's what they, some of these guys He's need. Hot though in Miami, some yeah. of these guys need that. You He's just gotta hope that he Miami. comes back. You gotta hope he comes back with that same fire, that same passion, because he was playing with a lot of heart in Miami, man. He was. He, he he actually looked like a different hitter, to be honest. Yeah, he was. He, he did really aggressive. Uh, All these guys just got to stay aggressive and swing the bats. I agree. You just got to stay aggressive. Don't take pitches. Just swing the bats. I know oh, you got to see a lot of pitches. They naturally see a lot of pitches because they have a good eye. And there's something about Rob Thompson. There's just something about him. They like him. They play for Philly him. Rob. The topper. I, I really like the guy. He's made a couple decisions I wouldn't have made. Same. You know, like by the way, when Hoskins has a bad game. I would sit him the following game and start Derek Hall at first. Derek Hall, I saw him live, hit a couple bombs. The game he hit two. He's a slugger. 
Yeah. But everybody's like, why is Derek Hall batting fourth? I heard it. I even heard the King say it. I heard him say on Saturday morning when he's going, hey, it's a joke that, with that, the line no, they you know, put out you know there. Why? You know why? You know why? He's a slugger. Well, not only that, because when you project confidence that you had a young player and throw him in the middle of a lineup that is rather formidable already, and you put him right smack in the middle of it and say, listen, you're basically saying we trust you here, and you're, yeah. project, you're projecting that confidence, there's as good a chance, it's a 50-50 chance that that's going to ring true. As it's not going to ring true. Right. So you gamble. You do. And, and they gambled well because the kid looks like he, he can hit. They need to he, come out. He, he can actually hit, though. They need to come out with Hall and these guys. They need to come out the second half with their hair on fire. I mean, they really need to. They, I, do. they, they need And they get a great opportunity with, with Chicago, the Cubs. Yeah, when you look at the schedule, the schedule lightens up a little bit. End of August is how they're going to get their steam headed into the final run. End of August is a cakewalk. Well, it, it it should be. Hopefully, if you have the MVP back and you get Segura back, well, you get yeah. these guys back. I mean, and I'm not so know, sure Harper will be back. By the way, I'm not so sure. Well, it might take more than the the what the six weeks that we expected. Um, but here you have a golden opportunity right out the shoot. You got a home stand, three against the Cubs, who are not a winning baseball team. No, uh, you. Take two out of three. You, you better take two out of three. Yep. We want to sweep, but you'd be fine with two out of three. Right. Okay. Then you have Atlanta coming in here. Yeah. And you know, re- realistically, you're only a handful of games behind them for that top spot at the wild card standings where you're now we're kind of fighting for the final spot yeah. in the wild card three. I don't I I I, I believe they beat they take two of three from us in that series. It's possible. And but then you go to Pittsburgh for four. Well, Knowing them, they'll split. But I want three out of four from Pittsburgh. You have to. You have to. You have to. But then, and then you go right back to Atlanta. But then uh, it gets then it gets easy again. Washington for four, Miami for yep. three at home. I'm, well, Miami is definitely at home. Is tougher than in Miami then for it, some yeah. reason. And then, I don't I know, know why. I know. And then a quick <laughs> a quick three with the Mets in New York, which is not easy. But then right to Cincinnati. So mm. I mean, the schedule is Cincinnati stinks. There are no more grueling stretches on this schedule. There's a couple good team series mixed in. It's a mix with the crappy teams. It's they a should mix. be able to win some series. They here. should be able to get on a roll because you gotta you gotta believe too that in some of these series against these good teams, they're gonna win some of those series. They're not gonna lose all those. They're I wanna, gonna win some of those. I wanna mention that the Phillies actually drafted someone I'm excited about. Justin Crawford, center yeah, fielder. Yeah, same Carl Crawford's son, right? Yes. Four, former four time all star. I'm excited I love it. about having a center field prospect like yeah, this yeah, that's in the system. Great draft pick. It's a great draft Look, pick. Look, this stuff is genetic. I mean, it is. history will tell you. It's a good move. Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Sr. Yes. I mean, where where do, where do we stop, you know? Uh, you Cal can, Ripken Sr., Cal Ripken Jr. You can just keep on going. These things, these things run in the blood. Yeah, Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony, all, uh, yeah, the greats. Greats. So... LeBron was, James kid about to get drafted. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. He might get drafted actually, just off name value alone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the pick. I'm excited about the pick, and we'll see how that comes. Uh, I want to touch on Kyle Schwarber. I, he got completely robbed in the home run derby Monday like they night. Stole one from him. Yeah, but <laughs> listen, I used to be an ESPN one from all day guy. Yeah, when you put too, it on, I watch every show. Lo- yeah, from he, first take all the way. Well, thirty to the, for thirty, still untouchable. Well, yeah, but I used to watch all the redundant shows where they talk about the same thing. Me too. Tony Kornheiser. Me too. I just leave it on shows. the background sometimes. Yes. I got to tell you, that was the worst broadcast I've ever seen of anything. Carl Ravitch? 
I love Carl Ravitch. Yeah, I used to love. He reminds Carl me Ravitch. of like when I was a young kid. And I would watch Sports Center in the morning. Like I'm I talking know. like ninety one, ninety two. Dan Patrick. Yeah, those were the guys, you know, man. Craig Kilborn. So I, I think forever. I think yeah, Craig Kilborn. Wow. <laughs> yes. Who had a role in a movie? He was uh, yeah. In, in, uh, yeah, his own late night show. He was in old school Craig Kilborn. Yes, he was. He was. He was funny in that. By the way. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, it took everything I had to watch that broadcast until the end to what see was, Juan what was Soto bothering? win. What was, what Just was everything, matter? you know. The whole listen, I I appreciate Albert Pujols' career. Well, I, I mean, do. He's what he has given five home runs. Of course, right? what he's given to the game of baseball is to be commended. But the whole broadcast was like a tribute to Albert Pujols, and it, it, it's it, it got nauseating. And it, at some point. It's like, listen. Well, you know, it's baseball. Baseball's always been like that, man. Cal Ripken got the same treatment. And, and I know it's the ESPN broadcast of baseball in general. It's not. It wasn't just his home run derby. I'm, I'm taking it out on the home run derby because it's what I just watched. But it, it's really their baseball tonight, the Sunday night baseball. Every every baseball broadcast on ESPN, I find to be horrendous, absolutely I horrendous. I know who I miss. Like so, they're just they're just putting it on and getting ready to watch. It. And it doesn't even matter who's playing. Sunday right. night baseball. Yes, John Miller and Joe Morgan. But now, Man. exactly. Don't you miss those guys? Legends. Don't you miss those guys? Yeah, I mean, Sunday the- night baseball used to actually have like no matter who was playing when those guys were calling the game, you hear their voices. Baseball, no one calls a game like when that I anymore. When I was a kid, I mean, I would watch. The Mariners and the Orioles, you know, right. on, a, on a random game. Arbitrary teams. And I just won't do that now. I won't do it. I, I love baseball. Know what I watch? I watched a quick pitch on MLB Network. Okay, is that, like, just, is that the equivalent to like the, uh, they thumb through the red highlights. zone where they just go through it? Yeah, they go through the, yeah, but there's, right, exactly. <laughs> but they're going to show you a little more too. They're going to kind of like all thumb right. through all the important points in the game and it's boom, 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 boom. One game after another. I love that. Yeah. That's like a better's dream. Yeah, well, I'm just saying I I can't get down with ESPN's broadcast anymore. It really it's it, it got ridiculous. Yeah, it wow. really got ridiculous. Wow. Uh, they should uh, have Chris Berman doing the derby. Oh, Chris Berman's the best. Yeah, why wasn't Berman doing? If you doing bring the... Chris Berman back, I'm in. I'm he, in. Can you imagine him? Like he'd have no voice by the middle oh, of the derby. Oh, he's the best. But his voice would have been gone by the middle of the derby. Probably. Probably. Um, Juan Soto, he ended up winning. He'll get a half a billion dollars from did, someone. Did you hear what happened uh, with, with the kid, the Julio Rodriguez kids, only making like $700,000 Yeah, he's year. making the league minimum and as a rookie. If, if he would have won the Derby, he would have won a million. A million. And Soto beat him out, like barely beat him out. Barely. I mean, it seemed like he turned by it like on. By like 15 and, seconds, and, 20 and seconds. And by the way, there was a very questionable home run that they let go. The, the horn had sounded, and then the pitch was thrown, and he hit a home and run, they and they still counted, counted it. I saw that. It was, like the, it was number yeah. 15. And they also stole one from Schwarber. And they stole one from Schwarber, yeah. which, it's, 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 let me tell you, it was a complete joke. It was a joke. Yeah. And by the way, just the way the cameras went on each home run, it was like, what's going on? What's going Do it correctly. When they were cutting to Pete Alonso doing squats. Pete Alonso was a joke. <laughs> and I felt like everyone who had picked him, and I, I tweeted it, I felt like everyone who had picked him to win the home run derby, I felt like it was a corny move he's to not, pick yeah, him. i tell you what, Tech, he's not a joke if you're a Mets fan. I know. Well, Mets fans, they're, they, I get it. New York fans are delusional in general, but the Mets are actually a good team. The Mets are actually 
good. This year they are this a solid are. baseball team. I, I got to eat crow with the Mets because they're killing us. But hey, look, collapses can happen at any point. They can, and they are the Mets. They did back in the the, the back in the day oh, with the, with man. the good guys. You know, we had Rollins and Utley seventeen and games to play. <laughs> We're seven games out. Yes, and we win the division. They collapsed. It was it was a beautiful thing. A classic New York tragedy. It was. It was classic. All right, we got to talk some birds uh, on Wednesday afternoon quarterback. But first, brought to you by Proline Music and Fairless Hills Academy of Music, it's time for a vet fact. This is a vet fact. Tech, after the run that the early 80s Phillies had with 80, 80 81, 83... They were just always in the mix for a World Series. It was a lull. You know, the late 80s were weird yeah. for Phillies baseball. It was like a mix of a team. Well, on July 20th, 1988, the Atlanta Braves came to town, <laughs> sporting their 32-60 and 60 record. The wow. Phils, the Phillies were only 41-52. and 52. It was a weird era for the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, only 17,000 fans went to the vet. Oh, it was an 8 one of those games. But here, it was an 8.45 <laughs> start time. Must have been a rain delay. That was one of those eras where you can get a ticket for like $5. Yeah, my dad my dad might have had me there for like 5 or $7. Exactly, yep. So yep. They, they edged the Braves 4-3. to three. Wow. But in what was likely a pretty boring game when you think about it, uh, there was only one inning where more than one run was scored, you know, so it was one of those type of games. Yeah. Juan Samuel goes yard. Ah, oh, Juan Samuel, another Juan Samuel game. I love it. Schmitty scores a run, also gets walked and strikes out. Well, that, he did a lot of striking out later. Well, right, power too. hitter, yeah. Dutch Dalton, two for three. Dutch. Ricky Jordan, one for four with Ricky. a ribby. Just a just an interesting mishmash of different era of Phillies players. Mil, Milt Thompson in this lineup. Oh, I love Milt Thompson. Kent Tecove pitched. Oh, point. wow! Winning pitcher was Don Carmen, going seven Don innings. Don Carmen going seven innings, allowing only two earned runs. A quality start yeah. for Don Carmen as the Phillies get their forty second win of the year, July twentieth, nineteen eighty eight, four to three over the Braves. Wow! Yeah. Oh, let, let me note real quick, real quick, Tech. Ron Gant leading off for the Braves oh, in that lineup. I loved Ron Gant, even though I hated the Braves. Dale Murphy hitting cleanup. Oh, wow. Interesting lineup. Ken Griffey Sr. Up. On that Braves team. Griffey Sr. Bringing him back. We mentioned him. Yeah. All right. And that's all I got. All right. Let's, let's talk birds. Vet alumni. That's my quarterback. We're a week away from training camp, and Howie may not be done. He may not be done. According to CBS Sports, the Eagles are the most likely landing spot for all pro safety Jesse Bates from the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, you know what they say, a wizard never stops making new potions. It's unbelievable. Howie is a wizard GM. He is an absolute wizard GM. this offseason. This offseason specifically. Yes, specifically. Now, I mean, he's been good overall. But they've already had one of the best offseasons in recent memory. I can't remember another one since maybe the Dream Team offseason that we were just right. excited about offseasons. But if Howie was able to pull this one off, 
would this be considered the greatest offseason in Eagles franchise history? If it pans out. Well, assuming it would pan out. If you add him to the secondary. The best secondary in football. You're automatically going to go from being the... Right now, This the Eagles are like the sixth most... Uh, six best odds from the NFC to win the Super Bowl, right? You jump up to like the third, exactly, because <laughs> it's gonna go like it's gonna go L.A., Tampa, Philadelphia. If you get a safety like that, absolutely. Because then well, you maybe can fourth. Maybe, you know the makers love Green yeah, Bay. They love over Green us. Bay too. But but you're but that's that's our point is you're right in that upper echelon of teams immediately. Yeah, you'd move from because six to fourth. personnel like that then allows your defense to have so much flexibility. It does. You can play any style that you need to play. Yes. When you have players like that. At every level of the defense. I mean, the defense, it it just puts so much emphasis on Jonathan Gannon coming into this season. Yeah, it does. It's all on Jonathan Gannon defensively. You better better be like a young Jim Johnson, homie. We've heard all this. I, I, I've heard so much about how this guy is going to be that next guy. And he, he interviewed for all these head coaching jobs. All these teams love him. I got to see why. Why? Same. same. What is the, what's, the big, what's the big schematic advantage that he gives us? Right now, I don't know. But you loaded him up. Even without yeah. Jesse Bates, you loaded him up. You, you finally gave him a linebacking core. So what are you giving up? What are you trading Fletcher Cox? Is that, is that what you're doing? Because the Cincinnati Bengals no. are in get back to the Super Bowl mode. Well, think about that. Yes, they're but, in win now listen, mode. How about I give you our high second round pick and Andre Dillard? Will that get the Will that Will that get the job done? Because that's the proposed trade that's floating around everywhere. Would, would that get it done? Because I, you know, I would be willing. Wow. He was so so. This safety, he's just disgruntled. I I think he is. But I would be willing to do something that my dad isn't willing to do. I'd be willing to throw in one of our ones. I'd say we'll give you a one at Andre Dillard if you really want to ensure you get it done, and then you're immediately contending to represent the conference in the Super Bowl. Then you do it. Then you do it. Because that's all that's keeping you, really. That's the that's the only well, you position. You have the draft capital for it. That's this the point. only position that is is lack lackadaisical right now, because it, that takes me to the other point of well, we know it, all the emphasis is on Jonathan Gannon on the defense, but Jalen Hurts is the number one question mark position on this team overall. Absolutely, and. I've heard everyone from Hugh Douglas to down the line, you name them, when asked, well, what would it take for, for Jalen Hurts to have a good year? And I hear, if they have a dominant defense. And it's such a cop-out answer because, of course, if they have a dominant defense, then you can have Jared Goff back there and go to the Super Bowl. Well, well listen, also, you're replacing Jalen Rager's position with A.J. Brown, number one. Yes. And and Jalen Hurts' completion percentage, even without A.J. Brown last year, was 61%. You better believe it'll be over 65 this year just right, because A.J. Brown is in a lot. But will because he's going to catch the balls that Jalen's not going to catch in those scenarios. Right. And he would have caught last year as well. And right. this squad overall is is primed for a quarterback to take a step forward. So is he going to do it? But that's, that's the question. So, so when you do something every day and you're dedicated every day, you get better. He just right. has to learn how to go, go. Instead of going snap, one, two, for his reads, run. Yeah. Snap, one, two, run. Go snap, one, two, slide. Yeah. Like Peyton would slide a little bit. Yeah. He would like kind of like backpedal with his fast feet. 
<laughs> you know, remember that when Peyton yeah. would do that. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is way more athletic than Peyton Manning. Yes. So he could do the same. Uh, he he could do the, the same. Arm, but, right, yeah. but he could do the same thing in terms of his his mechanics, his technique. He just has to learn how to slide and continue to read before the scramble. That's yes. if he can unlock that then this team has a chance to win a playoff game. Now, do you take any stock into this report? You know, Derek Gunn had this report that from someone he heard that was, uh, uh, did you hear that about the OTA? I don't it think so. It was a terrible practice. It was like the first practice of the OTAs. And he th- he threw like seven interceptions and, and got sacked a bunch of, it was like it was a miserable. Yeah, and, and we're talking about what? The first practice of the OTAs. <laughs> right. So do you take any stock into no, that? of course not. No. Of course not. I, I, you know what? I don't either. It's th- these guys have been chilling. They've been on vacation. They've been doing media spots. They've been out partying with their friends. Like right. It's the first practice. Yes. Of an OTA, which is just a, a voluntary workout, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you can't put no stock into Th- that. There's three question marks on this team overall, and to me, it's Jonathan Gannon. Actually, four. If you really want to be technical, it's it's Jonathan Gannon. It's Jalen Hurts. It's Nick Sirianni. And mainly Nick Sirianni because he's not calling the plays. So that brings me to the fourth, Shane Steichen. What I mean, Shane Steichen went run heavy. So is he going to stay run heavy with this with this wide receiver core? I think he's really going to leverage the fact that he can go run heavy if he wants to, and well, uh, and hit these and hit defenses with some big plays they might not see coming. Well, you're counting then on Miles Sanders. Double double, uh, double moves, come man, back. with A.J. Brown. Double moves with A.J. Brown on play action. Okay. That's going to be there all day long. If, you, if, you're, if you're effectively running the ball, that defense has to pinch towards yeah. the run. So think about that, double moves. I mean, they're going to be there. All, I'm hoping. All season long. Because it's, this is the thing about Jalen Hurts that people are missing too, is that when you see him miss a receiver or miss a play and you're like, oh, he stinks. It's like, I'm that guy that will say he stinks. But at the same time, it's it's not always all him. It's the no. play calling yeah, too. Yeah. The play calling has been a problem yeah. for the Eagles for year, even under Doug. We won the Super Bowl, okay? We won the Super Bowl. And the following year, was it was some of the worst play calling I'd ever seen. Oh, you brought up Doug, so real quick, side note. Jacksonville Jaguars over under wins six and a half. <laughs> wow, really? What are you going over under six and a half? You brought up Doug five. Yeah, I'm going under. under. I'm going under as well. Yeah, five, I looked at the schedule. Five's about right. Five. Yeah, yeah it's a five, a, it's it's a five a, and twelve team. That's where that's where I see him. Unfortunate. Look, they're trying to say that Doug's going to come in and do what he did with Carson Wentz with Trevor that. Lawrence. I'd love it. I'd love Doug to take Jacksonville. To, to the playoffs. And week one at Washington. Oh, that would... Ja- that's what it is. Week one, Jacksonville at Washington. That's fantastic. The storyline writes itself. I can't... It's fantastic. Can you believe it? Can you believe it, though? Like, that's how this has panned out. Uh, it's, it's... Five years Five years later. <laughs> like in a movie, right? They show them celebrating the Super Bowl victory. It's all five happy. Five years later. Five years later. Two different places. And it's Jacksonville and Washington. And like, you know, in, in the movie, Eagles fans are like, what happened? Like, it's a time blip, you know? Yeah. Like what happened? Meanwhile, Eagles fans are so excited about this team that it doesn't even matter right now. It doesn't even matter. Hey, man, listen, they're in a good position as a franchise. I believe it. We're in a better position as a franchise than most franchises. I I certainly think so. They and just are. I'm excited about the Eagles for longevity. They have a lot of now young players that are good young core players. Yeah. Added to this team the season, at very at various positions. The season can't start 
soon enough. And Dallas, yeah, you're right. And Dallas Goddard kind of leads the youth uh, group of this, the young group. Yes, and and you know, and I know people look at the receivers and they automatically, oh, Quez Watkins is a third guy. Yes, okay, I'll he's give you a, that. He's a he's a third burner, guy. man. But you know, Zach Pascal. And by the way, I did something very rare. I actually went back and I was watching. I, I, I went into a rabbit hole of, oh, no. of Zach Pascal, <laughs> and I watched all his stuff. Well, you YouTube's you actually YouTube'd. I YouTubed out Zach Pascal. Yeah, I I, I watched went, everything that was available. You went collegiate as well. Yes, and I gotta tell you about Zach Pascal. He's being really downplayed as some kind of just blocking receiver. Yeah, now you can catch the ball. Not only can he catch, he is a really good underrated route runner, and I, I'm saying it now. Because we he's may our, see something five. like that. He's our five. I would say he's our four. Well, no, Ward's your four. Really? Right. I don't know that Ward is better than Pascal. I just, from what I what I watch, I guess it's interchangeable. Four, reason, five, it don't matter. The reason why I automatically put Quez three is because Quez is a playmaker and Pascal. Yeah, Quez, isn't. no, Quez is three, and then Rager's six, and he's, he should be cut. Does Does Rager make the team? Right? He does he make the team? Well, yeah, he keeps six wide receivers. All right. Well, how about this? Are you? How about this? Keeping six wide receivers? Hypothetically, I now, I'm just throwing this out there. You yeah. know how much I dislike Rager, okay? Yeah, I know. Uh, I would never want to see him as a returner I'm done, again. I'm done defending him. I never want to see him as a returner again yeah, in me, any capacity. Me neither. He's not a return oh, Boston man. Boston Scott should be returning the punts. Absolutely. But could Rager be a running back? No. Really? He'll fumble the ball a lot. Really? That much contact? He's not a big guy. Not up the middle. I'm talking about a gadget runner. He's he's like your third, fourth running like back. What they he's used, your fourth like running what back. they used to give to Cordaro Patterson back in the day. Like, yes. We did it a couple times last year, and Rager, those were successful plays from Rager. End they were first downs. End arounds, end arounds. They were first downs. When we did it with Rager, where he was sort of like a running back that that, that got, got the end around and ran. A few of them were, they were okay. first downs. A few of them were first downs. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And it, it didn't seem like they stuck no, with that. Rager, you need to part ways with, and you can't feel any way about it. It's a, it's I a agree missed, with it's you. It's a missed pick. You know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You lose somewhere between Howie, two and four million dollars. Howie, in my opinion, has made up for the Rager pick at this point, and I'm oh, yeah. not even worried about it. No, not worried about it. You got AJ Brown. You got You replaced him with AJ Brown. I can't wait to see AJ Brown. I they can't literally wait. replaced Jalen Rager with AJ Brown. We can no longer ever complain about the Rager pick. Nope. Howie made it up to the fans. He did in the biggest way. With a top five NFL receiver. Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, no picks this week. It's the all-star break. No picks. That's right. No picks this yeah, week, We're going right? to take it off. All right. For the first time ever. First time come, ever. I'll come back next no week. Picks. Come back next week strong. We'll come back next week. And, oh, there's one last thing, though, Tech. So you called into WIP the other day on Tom Kelly's show. Well, TK. T- yeah, TK was talking Phils, and I agreed with him. He asked uh, if we thought the Phils were going to be a playoff team at the end of the year, and I said, you know what, I think they will be, and I wanted to call and talk to him about it. And there uh, you go. Well, we'll see you guys next week. we got to leave you with this. This is hilarious. Hey, what's up, TK? How you doing, man? Trim there. I think Trim, uh, I don't know where he went. Let's put him on all of you. The Vet Alumni.